Hey friend, today I'm getting a little bit personal on this channel. I had the opportunity to do an interview with my friend Mimi on her podcast, Talk With Mimi. And in talking with her after that and after the episode has come out, there were a lot of people that were touched by my story. In this online world, we take for granted that people know things about us that they don't know because we've put out the content before, because we've told the story before. But we fail to realize is that people are finding us each and every day. So it's been a couple years since I've talked about my story from kind of the beginning to bring it to present. So I wanted to do that now because that is what I really did in my interview with Mimi. I'll also link to that interview that I did with Mimi in the show notes, in the descriptions that you can check that out. But today is going to kind of be like a part one of my story, where it started, where I began, how I got to where I am today. I don't know how many parts this story is going to be, but I really wanted to help you get to know me, especially if you are new to following me, new to being in my community. I wanted to set this platform as a place where you could get to know me. Now, if this is your first time listening, if this is your first time being here, my name is Lawan Moses. I'm a creative consultant and content creator who really helps moms to pursue their dreams and goals while being great moms at the same time. I'm also here to help you grow your online brand and business while managing your family, while managing your time without feeling like you're sacrificing anything. I am also big on productivity, on prioritizing yourself, putting yourself first and really practicing self-care. But here's the thing, I wasn't always like that. Now as a grown adult woman, I am in that place, but I come from a place of being burnt out, from being overwhelmed, from putting everyone ahead of myself and really being last on my list. However, I realized years ago how important it was to become the top priority on my list. I detail a lot of my story in my book, Rising Above Statistics, How to Overcome Obstacles and Achieve Success Against All Odds. And I realized in a lot of things that I do, I kind of start in the middle of my story to where I really started to become this busy and productive mom. And I never back up to what made me the person I am today and really helped me to build my character and this attitude of determination, perseverance, no, no matter what. Years ago, and I say years and years ago, I was a teen mom. Many people may not know that about me, but I had my son when I graduated high school. I became pregnant as a senior in high school. And I had plans to go to college. I had not applied to any college within my hometown. I was an honor student, had scholarships to different places, but I got pregnant months before I graduated high school. So of course that changed my plans right away. While I was preparing to become someone's mom, all of my friends were preparing to go away to college. And I always say literally overnight, I went from a teen with no responsibilities to someone's mom. I was very fortunate to grow up in a two-parent household, parents married, have been together for 42 years now. So I was very blessed, I was very fortunate, I was very spoiled. But when I became a teen mom, it thrust me into an unfamiliar world. And my world was truly rocked. Becoming a teen mom put me in the world of poverty, of dealing with government assistance, and really having to develop this character to make it. I didn't always have this spirit of determination and this character to make it. The first few years of my son's life were very rough. They were filled with a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of confusion, a lot of 
misunderstandings, not understanding how things work. And it really was kind of a foot for me because really I was blessed to be privileged. So I go from privilege kind of to poverty and you see life on a different side. It is amazing how society treats people different based on their status, based on their money, based on where they live, based on what they bring to the table. So I go from the suburban kind of privileged life to living on subsidized housing, having food stamps, and this was before there was an EBT card, you actually had food stamps, being judged by people using those in the stores. It really thrust me into this world that I didn't know how to cope with because honestly, I never knew how to do hard. And that's what I tell people. I didn't have to do hard before I became a teen mom. And when I think about like in hindsight and retrospect, it's a blessing that it happened because teen motherhood prepared me for the realities of life because life is hard and you have to learn to do hard. So I feel like everything happens for a reason. But back then, I didn't know how to do hard. I knew nothing about doing hard. Now, the first few years of my son's life, I went from living in my parents' house to living in subsidized housing. I went through a breakup with my son's father. And it really thrust me into this world of depression, to this world of feeling hopeless. I was going to a local university, still trying to get my college education, but I was also having to work because I was a teen mom. And get this, the only way that I was able to get assistance with daycare was by working. It's crazy because as you're trying to advance yourself and your skills, the system is really not there to help you out. As long as you stay poverty bound, work that way, then you get all the assistance you want. But as soon as you start making a little money, trying to advance your dreams and goals, the system was not there to help me at all. So I found out you couldn't just go to college, you had to work also. So I was going to college, I was working, I was taking care of my son by myself, going through this tumultuous breakup and everything that was happening at that time. And I really reached a point where I just felt like I couldn't take it anymore. I was spending days in my apartment. I stopped going to class. I would sleep all day and my son wasn't in daycare at the time. So I would sleep all day. I would be in the dark. He would be in his room and he was such a great kid and still is a great young man. He would watch his Power Ranger videos, his Jungle Book videos. He really became self-sufficient as a toddler because I was emotionally unavailable. I was so down. I now I later found out it was depression, but I didn't know what it was back then that I would sleep the days away. I would be in the dark and I really was not available to him. I was feeling like a failure to my parents, to my family, to everyone around me. And at that time, being a 19, 20 year old young mom, I really dealt with a lot of people's perceptions. So I felt like I was letting people down. People were looking at me a certain way. People were judging me and that really got to me because I wasn't at a point where I didn't care about people's opinions. That's the space that I was in and I really felt like a failure. It got so bad that one day I decided that it was the end, that I couldn't take it anymore, that it was truly going to be my end. I remember getting my son ready and getting ready to take him to daycare. I, I detail this story in my book, Rising Above Statistics. However, I remember the day and I still get flashbacks. I still get chills as I tell the story, but I decided it was the end. I took my son to daycare, kissed him goodbye, left his car seat there because I really, in my mind, I was never going to see him again. I couldn't take it anymore. It was just too much. So I really went back to my apartment, 
with plans for it to be the end. When I got back to my apartment, I laid down on my couch and I fell asleep. And in my sleep, I have this dream. And all I remember from this dream, and I still remember it clear as day, and I can still hear the voice, see the dream, see everything that happened as I tell you this. But all I remember is my son's face popping up and he says, don't go mommy, I need you. And I jump up at that time and I'm looking around my apartment because I know I'm by myself. It's dark in here. I know I took him to daycare. And also he's so young that he can't talk and verbalize those words. But clear as day, his face was in my dream. His voice was there saying, don't go mommy, I need you. And it was at that time, I knew that it was God. I knew that it was divine intervention that was stepping in and saying, hey, you may feel hopeless. You may feel like this is your end. But I got you. This is not the end. And I jumped up and said, I'm looking around. I'm like, what is happening? But I knew God spoke to me in that moment. God was telling me that even if I felt I didn't have enough inside of me to live, that God was there with me. But then also I had this little boy. I had my son and he needed me. So if I didn't have the motivation within myself to live, then I had to use him as my motivation to be better and to live and to really achieve my dreams and goals. And it was really at that moment that kind of a light bulb went off that, hey, this is not my end. This may be my present, but this is a temporary situation. This is a temporary hardship. It does not have to be like this forever. And really my mindset was renewed after that dream as to, hey, if I could not do this for myself, then I had to do it for him. I was gonna put everything I could and everything that I did into making myself the best person, the best mom, the best woman that I could be for my son. My son became my motivation to live. And that is what I tell people a lot these days. If you don't have the motivation within yourself, if you can't find that internal motivation, then look for some external source of motivation. And a lot of times, especially as a mom, that is your kid. From that day on, when I say my mindset switched, it was like all of a sudden the light bulb went off. I started making plans again. Okay, I could switch colleges. I could switch universities. So instead of going to the local university where I felt like I had nothing in common with these carefree college kids, even though we were the same age, we didn't have the same responsibilities, the same thoughts or any of that. They were going to class, then going to party, X, Y, and Z. I was going to class, then going to work, then picking up my son. We had nothing in common. So I enrolled in a local college at that time and started taking night classes while I worked full-time and took care of my son. That helped me achieve my dreams of getting my education. Because one thing I believe in is that if you have an education, whether these days, if it's a college degree or if it's an online skill set or certificate, whatever you're doing, your education is something that no one can take from you. So that was my goal in getting my bachelor's degree and getting my master's degree because my education is one thing nobody could take. It's the one thing I had control over. And also at that time, it gave me the power of choice. I did not have to be stuck in a job. I did not have to be stuck in a situation because bachelor's or master's degree mattered a lot at that time. So I knew that was my key to freedom. That was my key to success back then. And if I wanted that flexibility to not be stuck in a certain job, then that was the education I had to get. These days, education looks different because there are online certifications you can take. There's online expertise. There are so many different ways to get an education today. 
But when you have an education, when you have an expertise, when you have a skill set, that's something no one can take from you and you can take it and it's transferable. You can take it wherever you go and continue to rise and succeed. Not only did I become determined to succeed and my mindset switch, but the other thing I realized is that I needed help. I had to go get counseling because these thoughts of not wanting to be here and these thoughts of it being the end were not healthy. So I went and I went to therapy. A lot of people really undervalue the value of therapy, but it helped me so much. I found a psychologist and a psychiatrist, got to talking with them and realized that I probably had postpartum depression that went untreated for two and a half years. So it turned into general depression in there. So I went from PPD to general depression and that is where I needed treatment. I got on medication, went to therapy for I think six, six to eight months and then after that i was able to be weaned off the medication i was in a much better space and i had this new attitude to live to survive i became determined to succeed determined to persevere and get out of that situation i wound up going back to my parents house i no longer felt that shame and the thing was my parents never put me out of their house my parents were all are always there to support me even to this day but it was me that was closed off and feeling like a failure, feeling like a disappointment that I didn't lean into that and thought I had to separate from that. But never were they not supportive of me and I am fortunate for that. So I went back to my parents' house, was really able to lean into their support. My son's father, who is now my husband, we were able to develop a co-parenting relationship even though we weren't together at that time. He was still very active. I had a huge support system with me, my support squad as I call it in my book, that really helped me as I was going to school, as I was working full time, as I was taking care of him. I really couldn't have did it without them. But it was through this journey, through the first seven years of my son's life that I really navigated these things. I started to learned more, built my education. I got my, it took me seven years to get my bachelor's degree, but I wound up getting it. Then I had my oldest daughter want to get my master's degree and had my youngest daughter. It was always this joke at my obstetrician's office. She's like, hey, you need to find a new hobby because every time you get a degree, you have a baby. And that is so true because with my high school degree, I was pregnant with my son. My bachelor's degree, I had just had my oldest daughter and my master's degree, I had just had my youngest daughter. So that was kind of funny. And through it all, I was able to reach the goals that I set for myself. I was able to reconnect with my goals and realize that I did not have to lose sight of them. This is where a lot of the Lawan that you see today was born in that time of becoming a teen mom, having to navigate systems, having to navigate people, relationships, learning life, it built my character, it built my spirit of determination, it built my spirit to succeed, it built my character. Those were some very character building years and I am thankful for them because it gave me skills that I needed in the future. That was just the beginning of my story that kind of set the path for the Awan that you are today. I touched briefly on having my oldest daughter. In that time, my husband and I got married between my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter, but we still had some tough times to navigate through, which I will continue on in the next video. Now, this was just to lay the foundation of what made me who I am today, which really built my character, my determination, my perseverance, those character traits that you see today. In the next part, I will go on into being the mom of three kids 
and navigating life, being a newly married woman and everything that life taught me at that time, because that really started to set the stage even more for the Lawan that is now pursuing her dreams and goals and helping you to prioritize yourself as a woman and realize that you are more than a mother. So I will see you in the next video.